right, so we were in Genesis 19, and we had started out, I think we got the first five verses last week. Um, does anybody remember what was happening in those first five verses? What's that? <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Two men. They wanted to sleep outside at the town square, right? Um, and who did they encounter at the city gate? Lot, right? And what did Lot tell them? No chance. <laughs> yeah, you're coming home with me. You should not be sleeping out there. Um, and they, they, they wanted to stay, though. They wanted to stay out there. And part of the reason they wanted to stay out there was because they came there to test, right? They wanted to see if the cries that were being called out were as, as, as great as they were. Um, and so, but Lot persuaded them. He probably dragged them by the arms into his home. And what did Lot do for them? You guys remember? Yeah, he, he prepared a feast, right? Just just like Abraham, we see this in Lot. Just uh, the the generosity, the hospitality. Um, you know, he he's looking after his fellow man, um, not really understanding who these two really are. Um, and and then what happened? Do you guys remember? Who who came to Lot's door? All the men, right? Young and old. Every single one of them. And what did they want? They wanted to have their own way with these two, right? You know, where are the two men that we saw enter the city? You know, bring them out to us that we may know them. And so we see that the whole place, remember, Abraham had been praying, right, or interceding with God, you know, even if there's 40 people, even if there's 30 people, and he all went down to 10, even if there's 10 righteous people, you know, will you, will you withhold your judgment? And God said, yeah, for 10, I will. We see here there, there wasn't 10, was there? Um, and... And so this is kind of where we left off. Let's read a little further. Let's start in verse 6. Um, it says, Lot went out to the men at the entrance, shut the door after him, and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you, and do, and do to them as you please. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. Right, let's stop there. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's going on here? What, what is Lot's solution? <laughs> He's throwing his daughters under the bus, right? Um, Being 
Yeah, he, he's he's trying to appease her appetite. Um, he's sacrificing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to see? sinfulness here um, it, it's kind of a, a sinfulness mixed with a righteousness because he is trying to protect these two men his, his, his plans not good um, uh, but it's you know I don't know what his daughters must have been thinking at the time <laughs> you know he, he is yeah He's trying to come up with his own solution to things, um, and but there's there's some things that he says that are true though, right? What does he say to the men in verse seven? Yeah, he's pointing out their wickedness. He's calling evil evil, um, and so he's to be commended for that. I mean, how often in the world today do we shy away from calling evil, evil? But the fact that he wants to sacrifice his two daughters goes to the fact that he thinks natural affections for mm -hmm. the world, mm -hmm. which would be even this. But, yeah. but if he gives up his two daughters, that will right. No. No. Yeah, it's not a solution. No. Um, and, but he, he thinks it is, and so he offers up his daughters, um, you know, only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. And so they're under my protection. You cannot harm them. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Not fully logical. Yes, I, I understand that. Um, let's look at how they respond. Look at verse 9. But they said, stand back. And they said, this fellow came to sojourn 
and he has become the judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot and drew near to break the door down. Let's stop once more. What is this response that we were seeing from the, the men of the city? Yeah. Get out of our way. Yeah. I think it's interesting. They they know that Lot is not one of them, right? You know, you, you came to sojourn with us, but what are you doing? It's reminiscent of Moses and the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. You know, who made you? Well, that was the Hebrews that said that to him. But yeah. You know, he intervened or, or killed an Egyptian because he was weak and he was different. Yeah. 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 Who made you? These these guys are saying, well, yeah. maybe you have coming in our job and Yeah. Down your rules. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, who made you our judge? Yeah, exactly. Um and how about you step aside and just proceed? Yeah. Have you guys ever heard anybody say that before? Yeah, who made you our judge? Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are, right? And so what what's interesting here is cuz what Lot said was absolutely true, wasn't it? That their deeds are wicked. Uh, he he was calling a spade a spade and um, and yet, is that his judgment, or where does that judgment come from? It comes from God, right? And this, is, this isn't Lot's judging them. This is God judging them through Lot. Do you guys see the difference? Yeah, it's... And so, the world doesn't tend to view it that way, though, do they? They tend to view it as, no, you are judging me. Um, and, and we see this in our world today, do we not? Yeah. In what yeah. ways do we see it? Well, the church is interfering. The church is interfering? The church is a bigot. Mm-hmm. And they're dogmatic. The church. Yeah. Yeah, the world creates their own morality. Yeah. By saying that homosexuality is a sin, you're being homophobic. You know, that's the sure. thing that they yeah. nowadays. You know, just, just for saying the truth, you know. Mm hmm. And, and, and so here. Go ahead. And so here again, we have another picture. Is Christ saying to Paul, who was Saul, you know, why are you persecuting me? Yeah. Christ says to Saul, why are you persecuting, persecuting me? me? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. yeah. So, so when these people are persecuting or attempting to persecute the church, 
someone's paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I even think of like some things that I've heard today are, you know, uh, you shouldn't, like, especially when it comes to politics and stuff, you know, uh, we're, you know, don't put, don't legislate your morality, that that type of language, which I find ironic because all laws are moral to some extent, you know, um, you know. Well, let's just throw off all the rules then, you know? You know, so you don't mind if I go steal your car or, you know, you don't mind if I go punch you in the face because, well, don't put your morality on, don't legislate your morality on me, you know? <laughs> um, and, and so it's it's particular morals they don't like. And it's, um, but when we think about this, it's the the church isn't judging to the extent that we are the ones who are judging. All we're really truly doing is communicating what God has said. Um, And so the judgment comes from God, not from us. And there is a distinction there. Um, But it's hard to get the world to understand that. Um, And, yeah, and so, you know, some of that has to do with the way we go about doing it and communicating. Uh, but I, I think part of it, too, is the world is blind to it, and we're going to see blindness in just a second uh, in this passage. It was, um, it, again, it goes back to Moses. Moses was, was just reiterating what he was told by God. Yeah, yep. And the people rebelled against Moses. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to, yeah. you're really rebelling against the, the one who knows best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you going to say, Bobby? So your point about um, legislating morality, because I've said that quite a bit, mm-hmm. I don't believe we can legislate morality into existence. And we, I think we've gotten to this point now where we just throw more and more legislation, more and more laws. We're not seeing things get better, right? Yeah, So I said, I was trying to be, you know, 
practical as possible with this sensitive situation, but I said something along the lines of like, um, you know, being obsessive over scripture is much better than being obsessive over anything the world has to offer. Mm, thank you. Yeah. You know, and so, and there's people that agree, but then there's people that like had the angry react on the sure. post. Yeah. And it's like, what are you angry about? <laughs> you know, like, this, and then there's people on there like, well, don't judge this person, like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're saying there's a lot of actually, it's actually surprising there's a lot of comments that said like hey, maybe you know, it's a good thing that he's reading scripture or things like that but there was all this opposition like, you guys don't know what she's going through or whatever so, you know, we really don't because the context is limited but all we're saying is hey, maybe it's a good thing <laughs> and, yeah. but it was weird to see this like just kingdom upside down vision what does obsessive over religion mean? Like, I would be considered obsessive over religion mm-hmm. or scriptures. You know, maybe there is, maybe this other extreme side where this child has some sort of mental thing going on, but then, you know, again, if my child had a mental condition and he was obsessed over scripture, I would let him be obsessed over scripture. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be sit in your corner bedroom, whatever, closet, and be obsessed over scripture if that's how you're yeah. Yeah. There's. Yeah. There's. Yeah. It's. It can only help. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, legislating laws. I always say you can't legislate laws. You can pass all kinds of laws. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, this kind of gets at, you know, what is the purpose of the law, you know? Um, and when, you know, Calvin and Luther, they, they kind of lay down a, a threefold purpose of God's law. Um, you know, one was it's, it is a restraint of sinfulness. And so the fact that we do have a government that has some type of, morality legislated, it does prevent chaos, right? Um, we're not, you know, we, we do have chaos in the world, but it could be worse if, if there weren't these governing authorities um, that were over us and uh, threatening us to, to some extent, you know. Um, and so that's that's one thing that we do see, you know, if you look at, in the book of Romans, Paul talks about how, uh, you know, God has appointed rulers over us for those things. Um, the other thing that God's law does for us is it it exposes who we are, right? It shows us that we are sinners. Um, it's a tutor. Yeah, it's a tutor. Yeah, and... Uh, Luther and Calvin, both of them said that that's the primary use of God's law. Um, that the law is there to show us that we are sinful in need of a Savior. Um, and then the third use, I'll get to you in just a second, the third use uh, would be it, uh, particularly for those who are believers, it, it tells us what a good work is. Um, 
And so if we didn't have God's law, how would we know what a good work is? Um, so it, it does tell us how we are to love our neighbor, how we are to love God. It defines. Yeah, it defines. Yeah. What were you going to say, Paul? I was just going to share when, uh, when I read stories like this, uh, I'm reminded of uh, one of my uh, one of the scriptures that I've uh, memorized is uh, John 3, 19 through 21. Mm-hmm. If I could just share that. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, uh, this is the judgment. Uh, light has come into the world, and the people love darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Uh, forever, everyone who does wicked things hates the light, does not come into the light, lest his work should be as exposed. But whoever does what uh, what is true comes into the light, so that it may be seen clearly that his work has been done through God. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, you know, when talking about uh, these men, you know, their <coughs> motivations, uh, it just seemed like Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, the darkness does not love the light at all, right? And when do these men come to Lot's door? In the dark, dark, right? After the sun had set. And so they do their wickedness in the dark. Um, We still see that today. Yeah. Yeah. What is most crimes committed? Yeah, most crimes are... Are committed at night, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so this is what we see with these men, you know, they're 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 angry at Lot. You know, who are you to judge us? Um, we will deal worse with you than with them. And so they were ready to to rape. Lot. And probably kill him. And probably kill him, yeah. Because that's worse. I mean, yeah. the, worst, the end result would be worse. Yeah. And so the, it said they, they then pressed hard against the man, Lot, and drew near to break down, break the door down. And so they were, uh, they were probably going to do, yeah. do this to his whole family yeah. and the two men. Um, but verse 10 but the men reached out their hands, and the men here are the, are the two, and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck with blindness the men who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so that they wore themselves out groping for the door. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and so we, we see... The rescuing hands of the two, right? What do they do? They they pull Lot in, right? Mm-hmm. And then they shut the door. Now think about this term, shut the door. Mm-hmm. Where have we seen that before in Genesis? The ark, right? And what was the door shut to on the ark? Mm-hmm. Against evil. Evil, yeah, yeah. And so God's judgment came in the ark, and now we see God's judgment coming once again here at Sodom and Gomorrah, and the the new ark is Lot's house right now. Does that make sense? And so the, the door is shut. Nobody is going to get past it. Um, God has made sure of that. And how did he make sure of it? Supernatural intervention. What did he do to the men? 
He struck them with blindness. Yeah. Why blindness? They were already in darkness. Now they couldn't even see. Yeah, they were already in darkness. Now they couldn't even see the, you know, they. it's almost ironic, isn't it? Um, you know, they, they have been blinded to the truth of God and his goodness, and God gives them over to more blindness. It's a reality check, though. Yeah. yeah. This is where you live. This is how you live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a metaphor for their hearts, isn't it? Um, that their hearts are blind to the truth. And they're they're unrepentant. Even with when Lot calls out their wickedness, not one of them turned away, did they? Um, and the other thing too is that it's a picture of even today. There's very few here on the inside yeah. attempting to do right, and there's a whole horde mm-hmm. city coming against them. Yeah. If God be for us, who can be against us? Yeah. Right? And it's just like you talked about the powers and authority over us right now as protection. Mm-hmm. And yet it's many of those who want to do away or wanted to do away with the police force and let the riots, you know, take place in New York and out on the West Coast. Yeah. And, you know, it was the authorities in those towns um, that were allowing yeah. rage and yeah. unruhable mob mentality to take over. And so that was, in my opinion, that stayed hand that let them do some things yeah. but struck them with blindness in the process. That's a truly miraculous blindness, too, because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that they were trying to find was the door. Yeah, and so what are these blind men doing, even though they've just been blinded? They're still trying to get to the door. It's their 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 wickedness knows no bounds, right? And so you would think that one of them would have repented. Okay, I'm. We're all blind. Something's going on here. We're not doing the right thing. Like, did not one person get a clue? Yeah, this isn't working. Yeah. But it's James, isn't it? It's James, the book of James, where it says that once lust has sin, becomes lust, and lust becomes sin and death. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're facing. Yeah. Is death. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, you know. It says they wore themselves out groping for the door. I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah. It's pretty descriptive, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But it, it it shows how deep seated that sin can go when it's when you grab hold of it and make that your God, yeah. you will do anything to fulfill that desire. And you know what? This person sitting here you're looking at has been there. Yeah. I mean, a brand from the fight. 
Mm-hmm. The, the addictions and the enemy had full sway. Yeah. Until the Lord said, no, that heart belongs to me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... 36 years of age. That's really what needs to happen for all of us because oh. we're all in that position. Amen. We're all sinful. We're all wicked. And unless Christ grabs us out of that, um, yeah. that's what we'll, where that's we'll the best remain. Thing we can taste. Yeah. The best thing we thought we were tasting was the wickedness and the sinfulness, the gratification for and for yeah. that until Christ gave us a taste of life and light and goodness and grace and mercy and Makes you think of that mercy, uh, mercy meeting with the Lord with us on. Then Christ came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Changing everything. Oh. To yeah. In a shame way. Oh. Yeah. 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 I live to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to stop there because we're over time. Um, but uh, does anybody have any thoughts or questions before we close in prayer? Yeah, and, and so, you know, if God calls Lot righteous, he's righteous. Yeah. Right? Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so this is... But, but that's, that's all of us. Yeah. Right? I mean, the only righteousness that we have comes through Christ. Um, and so, same thing with Lot. You know, you see great things with protecting these two men, giving them a feast, and yet then he's ready to throw his two daughters out the door. Right. You know, it's like, what in the world? And yet, he was the one chosen by Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, God but God, God saved them all. God saved them all. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's pray. Uh, Father, we do thank you for your word, and we thank you for... Uh, how you protected Lot and his family um, and how uh, you wouldn't allow Lot to go through with his solution, but you had a better solution. And, and so we do praise you for that. And we pray that you'd just continue to work in our lives, Lord, because uh, we still have darkness within our hearts that you need to flush out, flush out of us and, um, Lord, it can only be done by your grace. And so we thank you for your son. We thank you for what he did on the cross for us. And we pray that you would just continue to work through us uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.